Hi everyone and welcome to the first episode of FTU, Life After the, Mil After the Military. Uh, my name is Tony Rodriguez and I'm going to be your host on this journey over however many weeks, months, years um, I have in me for this podcast. Alright, so a little bit about myself. Uh, again, my name is Tony Rodriguez. After 22 years uh, serving in the Army, I have just retired. I was very excited about that. And uh, what I didn't know is uh, that there were going to be things that I was not prepared for. Twelve years ago, when I decided to go indefinite, I prepared myself for this day um, to make sure that I was able to keep providing for my family. But there were things that I didn't know I was going to miss. Um, without a doubt, I knew I was there's. I was not going to miss the nonsense that comes with the military and anybody who's served for either a day or 30 plus years knows what I'm talking about. Okay, but more on that um, to come. Right now, FTU, Life After the Military. FTU, what does it stand for? Well, when I first came in, I uh, attended basic training at Fort Benning, Georgia, right? Home of the infantry. Well, some of the drill sergeants down there had this... Uh, statement FTU and it was for people who came in and couldn't pass the initial physical fitness test which wasn't very hard you had to do 25 push-ups 25 sit-ups and run a mile at something ridiculous I think it was 10 or 12 minutes um, and if you couldn't pass all three events you didn't go straight into basic training they would hold you and they'd send you to a little camp for two weeks and get you in shape and the drill sergeants referred to this as uh, the fat tired and useless camp so I always thought that was funny uh, throughout my military career until I retired. And then uh, this acronym started applying to me because over the past two months prior to finding employment, I uh, you know wasn't working out as regularly as I used to, or I was, but definitely wasn't doing as much as I used to. I was now just trying to, you know, had something to do to, you know, keep me busy. Um, so I didn't gain any weight, but I definitely did feel fat. Um, my age was catching up with me. I'm 48 years old and I was definitely feeling tired. And for the first time in 22 years, I had a ridiculous amount of time on my hands. Uh, my children are grown. They're out of the house. I had finished my last master's degree. I was no longer a first sergeant. I didn't have to worry about the emergencies that the military put on me. I felt like Ricky Bobby in his first uh, interview after he won, won that race where I just didn't know what to do with my hands. I had so much time. So I started feeling useless. And the more I started reaching out to other people, the more I uh, started realizing that there are other people who are getting out around the same time who feel just like I do. And I thought, well, if I feel like this and some of the people I know feel like this, then there has to be a larger audience, right? Well, come to talking to other people, um, some of my friends, um, I, I found that they've had it a bit harder than I have. Uh, again, I prepared for life. I'm not saying they didn't prepare. What I'm saying is I, I'm paranoid and I learned a long time ago that the Army is a great institution. But we have to be realistic. It's a war machine, right? That's what it's built for. To go out, 
fight and win wars. So it's not really made to worry about the individual. It's made to worry about the organization as a whole and then the subgroups in the organization, but not the individual. The individual, all the army, the army's gonna ask you one question. Are you good to go? And if you're not, okay, then can we get you good to go? No, then you need to leave. Yes, okay, then come on, let's go. We're gonna go do whatever. Right, we're going to go storm the castle. We're going to go save the world. We're going to go defeat the Galactic Empire. Whatever the mission. That, that's not important. Um, but I found years ago that the army just doesn't care about the individual. You can call me a cynic. You can call me a pessimist. I like to think that I am a realist. Right? So I knew that I had to prepare for life after the military. Um, coming out, I went on. I submitted at least 75 applications the first, I'd say, 10 were all generic. And, of course, I received no callbacks because my application wasn't tailored to the place where I was applying. Um, so I'm not the smartest tool in the sh sharpest tool in the shed, but, you know, I learned from my mistakes and submitted more applications. And I got some calls. I got about nine actual interviews. And when I was all said and done, I received four job offers. Now, this is the first time I've had to look for a job since I was completely on my own, right? With no help from anyone. No networking, nothing. I went in it all by myself, which is probably the worst thing I could have done. But leaving the military, I wanted, I wanted to make sure that I could figure it out on my own. So that's what I did. And so I don't know if four job offers was good or if it was really poor. I just know that I received four job offers. And all four places wanted me to work there, which was very important. I don't want to work someplace where I had to work. I wanted to be part of a team where they wanted me, where they saw my value. Um, so I was lucky, very, very lucky. I was going to accept the job up in Raleigh, which is about an hour away. I, I knew they wanted me there, but at the last moment, um, my current employer called me for an interview and they saw the value that I, I, I brought to the, the organization not just with my experience in the military, but my education, which was very important to me because I put a lot of time and effort into that. I had multiple people tell me, look, you have multiple master's degrees. You should just put one on there because you're, it's going to intimidate a, a hiring manager or they're not going to want to give you an interview because they're going to say, well, why would this person want to work here? Well, I worked very hard for those degrees. I'm very proud of the effort that I put in to change um, from the person who joined the military. So no, I'm not going to remove that because it was important to me to find a place that wanted me. Okay, If the hiring manager is intimidated or think that I might just quit because for whatever reason, then it isn't a good fit and, and they shouldn't call me for an interview because no, I'm not going to want to work there. There's going to be tension right off the bat. Um, but I'm lucky. I know that. Uh, I've always been lucky. You know, I, I put in the work, but I also know that I've, all, I've always been lucky. With my family, um, they've always been supportive. My parents, my sisters, uh, you know, my, my brothers that I met in the military, Drew, Jesse, uh, Junior, Al, John, and Orlando, you know 
always very supportive and always helped me. And whenever I felt down, whenever I felt like I couldn't go on anymore, when I just had nothing left, they were always there to tell me, hey, come on, you can go just a little bit more. Just go outside, you know, cry, yell, do whatever you have to do, but get it out of your system, come back in. So I know that I've been very lucky and I know that most people aren't as lucky as I am. Uh, so I wanted to start this podcast so we can pro- I can provide some assistance for, for people that are out there and let them know like, hey man, you're not alone. You're, you're, not, you're not by yourself, okay? If you need assistance, you know, this podcast is here. You can reach out to me. Um, I'm not, again, not the sharpest tool, tool in the shed, but you know, we'll figure out a way to put comments on there. I'll, I'll put out my email so you can reach out to me. You know, there's organizations um, that can help you with resume, uh, how to develop your resume or develop new interview skills, or if you need to network with people in the military, you know, we can con- you know get you in contact with people that, um, you know, a, a military network. Or if you don't want to have anything to do with the military again, that's great. You know, I didn't. Um, turns out I'm working right back on Fort Bright, not in a military capacity. So I love it. Um, but we can get you in contact with people who um, can help you network in the private sector away from anything Department of Defense uh, related. Okay, so um, we're not going to limit it just to military people. Whoever's out there is listening, who's having a hard time, who's struggling, who thinks that you're by yourself. You're not, you know. We're all here. We're a community. And what what's a community? In today's day and age, I don't know, it could be from right here where I live in my neighborhood to, you know, across the nation or ultimately to where I want to retire out in the South Pacific, right? We're, we're limited by our technology. So I'd like to think that our, our community has spread, you know, across the nation, across the sea. So if you, hear, if you hear this podcast and you think it's interesting, please pass on the information to someone else um, because they might need, you know, the assistance. If you hear this podcast and you think it's a waste of your time, if you think I'm a moron, if you think I'm an idiot, that's fine. I've heard a lot worse in my life. Um, but please pass on the information because, you know, I know people, like if you're looking for a home, you know, I, I know people who can help you with a, you know, get a home loan. And it doesn't have to be here in North Carolina. It could be anywhere uh, in the United States. Um, if you need help with resume building, you know, we can get you in contact with people that, that um, can help you out with that. Because for me, uh, building a resume coming out of the Army... Uh, I don't know if it was very good. I don't know if it was poor. I know it was good enough to get me a couple, a few interviews, which is all I needed. I didn't need, you know, the war and peace of resumes. I just needed something to get my foot in the door. Uh, but if you need some training, uh, there's great organizations out there that are that can help you. Um, I know when you leave the military, it, it's very difficult um, because the Army puts you through SFL tap. And... They give you a lot of information. I honestly, I don't know how much of it was useful. I pretty much stopped listening because the it's a great system, but it's meant for everybody who's ever served. So people who have only been in for three years were getting the same treatment that I was, and our careers are totally different. Uh, I didn't need to know how to balance a checkbook. I didn't need to know like how to find an apartment it there was a lot of it that was useful to younger people 
but not to me, so I zoned out. And if I'm here speaking about this, then I'm assuming that there are other people uh, on this planet that think just like I do. So I want to help you and, and cut through that. Um, one of the organizations that I uh, dealt with getting out of the military was Onward to Opportunity. Um, if you haven't heard about them, um, I'll try to post a link uh, after this podcast post. And it's for anybody who served, it's for military spouses. Uh, this organization helped me get my PMP certification. There's other certifications out there that they can help you get. This is, without a doubt, the best organization I've ever worked with, and I highly recommend them. At, at the very least, just check them out um, because it's a good system, and they, they really want to help people, uh, veterans and their families, find employment. So, continuing on with this podcast, all right, we're going to talk about a bunch of different topics. It's not just going to be about transitioning out of the military. Um, so, what I want to talk about is, like, after you've transitioned out, I want to get some people in here um, who have started their, their own business and I want, want some information on how difficult was that to, you know, not have any support system to depend, depend all on yourself. You're now the boss. Um, for me, that's a little terrifying. I want to do that, um, but I'm going to go into business with my daughter. That's the topic for another day. But once she graduates uh, college, we're, we're going to do something together with her being the boss and me just foot in the bill for a few years. Um, but we're going to get, you know, some, some veterans in here who have done that. So we can talk about that and, you know, give you people out there some ideas on how to go about that process. Um, you know, I want to get some people in here who have transitioned. And, you know, my, my job in the military, I was a civil affairs sergeant. And, you know, it was great you know, have a great deal of experience in foreign policy. Um, I don't, don't speak very well in different languages or even English, um, but I can speak uh, a few different languages. And so I think that's important. And so for me, I always wanted to either work for the State Department or USAID or just do what I'm doing now, which is I'm, you know, a cultural expert and helping, you know, soldiers here on Fort Bragg for their jobs. Um, but what I want to get is like, I've known quite a few people who've gotten out and they've just decided, you know, they want a slow paced job. I want to get their, them in here to find out like, why did they choose that? People who decided just to go into security, low scale, low risk security. I've had people, you know, I know people who went in decided, hey, you know what? I want to be a mechanic, but I just want to repair BMWs person has a bachelor's degree and years of experience in foreign policy and said, you know what? I don't want to do that. I just want to work with my hands. And that's great, you know? And so I want to get those in there. I also want to talk to um, some people who I think are leaders. And, you know, in the military, we say that everybody's a leader, right? That's not necessarily true. Um, and you say that, and we say that anybody can be a leader. And that may be true, but some people are just a little bit more gifted than others, right? We're all born with uh, specific attributes which make us stand out in, in some way, shape, or form, right? Like, you know, you see some people who can just pick up a, a, a musical instrument and just, they're just naturally talented. See somebody, basketball players who just, you know, I can go out and I could practice 
you know, 12 hours a day. I'm five foot six, you know, no matter how much practice I put in, I'm never going to be seven feet tall. I'm never, never going to, that's never going to happen. And that's all right. And, you know, I could practice shooting uh, my jump shot all day long. Probably not going to play in the NBA. And that's okay. I have other things that help me in life. And so I think leadership is the same way. We could all, you know, I've taken, I don't know, quite a few classes on leadership. Um, so I, I know that the ideas behind them, but to say I'm a leader, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, but I know some people who are, and I'd like to get them on there and, you know, from different perspectives, I, I want to get, you know, if they're still in the military, everybody who comes on here, the exception of me, uh, there, it's going to be a first name basis. I don't want to get in, anybody in trouble if they're in the military or not, or, you know, or about to get out. I just don't want to cause any problems for anyone. So, you know, I'm going to have a couple of people who are in the military and they'll come on here and just describe their experience and people who I think who are leaders, who have motivated me uh, to want to be a better person, not just do perform well in my job, but just try to be a better person overall. And it's going to be male and female because I don't think women in the military get enough uh, credit. And there's one particular um, leader I worked with out in Iraq. She's retired now. Uh, I haven't spoken to her, so I'm hoping she'll come on here. Um, but yeah, she's she's awesome. She's definitely a leader. And she told me, hey, I need you to run through that wall head first. Okay, not a problem. And I wouldn't question it um, because she's a leader. And I know she wouldn't put me in harm's way unless it was absolutely necessary. Um, so those are the people I want to get on on here so we can just talk about different things. Um, I also wanted to, uh, we're going to have an episode about, um, you know, just the loneliness of life after the military. Um, you know, when you're in the military, you're, we know a lot of people, but I don't know how many of them are actually your friends. You know, we know a lot of people, you have a lot of coworkers, but how many of them are actually your friends? I don't know. In my opinion, if you have, once you leave the military, if you have three friends, if you have one friend, I think, man, I think you made it. I think you, that, that's a pretty good deal. Um, but there are a lot of people who don't, who haven't seen it, don't see it that way. Uh, when they leave, they're not ready for just the silence. Nobody in the unit's gonna call you because we've decided to get off that train and the train keeps moving along, right? So they have things uh, they have to prepare for, you know, they have to get ready for war against whichever country is posing a threat at this time. They have to, you know, there's put the miles on the vehicles because the vehicles aren't going to drive themselves. You have to get those miles on every month, right? Somebody has to mow the lawn, right? I joke about it, but when you're in the military, these are really pressing matters. And once you decide to get out, you're no longer a priority to that unit. It doesn't mean that you're not valuable. It just, just means that you've decided that you want to move on with something else. And that's all right. But you're not alone. We're here. We're a community and we're here to help each other. Now, something that's uh, near and dear to me is we're going to have an episode. I'm, I'm hoping I, I got to reach out to some people, but I'm hoping to have an episode on mental health um, because I, I, I don't hide um, the issues I've had over the years. Um, you know, I was hit a couple of times by IEDs and a RPG. And I, I used to want to pretend that that had no effect on me. And now I, 
because I didn't want people to think less of me. Now I couldn't care less. Um, it did. And I drank quite a lot for a few years. And it took me took me a while to get over that, to admit it, that it had an effect on me. And it took me a while to just stop drinking. And getting out of the Army, like I said, I had a lot of time on my hands. And my, you know, I have injuries, so I can't play as much golf as I, as I want to. Um, because it just hurts. It just hurts to swing the clubs. Um, so what do I do? How many books can I read, right? I can't run as much as I used to because my hips and my back are in pain all the time. So I can't really do that. So with all this free time in my hand, I wasn't going to school. I was actually thinking about drinking again. I didn't. Um, but that I had considered it multiple uh, multiple times. And so I want to get uh, somebody in here to talk about mental health for people that are still in the military um, that might be, you know, a little hesitant about seeking help and, you know, just talking about that and, hey, man, it's, it's okay if you need to go. But I also want to focus on, like, the mental health for people that are getting out of the military who feel like they're just alone, that they don't have anyone. You know, I don't know about anyone else out there, but... Uh, you know, I, my parents uh, have passed away. They're, you know, it's been a few years now. And as far as my sisters, you know, I'm the youngest at 48, so we've never been really close. So it's just difficult. It's difficult to reach out to my sisters. But, you know, I have my brothers out there, and I know, you know, that if I can't call them and talk to them every day, at least I can send them a text and like, hey, man, like, what's up? Or, hey, this is bothering me. And I know they'll uh, pick up the phone. They'll talk to me if I, if, I, if I need someone to talk to. And so that's part of the other uh, reason why I started this is because if you're out there and you just need someone to talk to, I, I got time. I'm here. You can talk about whatever you want, sports. Uh, I don't really like to talk about politics. I think people get a little too tense about that. But whatever. Whatever your interest is, music, art, <laughs> professional wrestling. <laughs> you know, my granddaughter, she loves to watch that stuff. So, you know, I watch, watch a little bit of it um, so we can talk about that stuff. Um, but what I also want to talk about is, um, you know, for me, like getting out and thinking about drinking, I, I found things that, to do. And so I want to give a big shout out to uh, Tony Harrison at Cape Fear Music. Um, that place is great. My daughter went there. Um, I used to take her there uh, for ukulele lessons, and she learned how to play the piano there. She plays violin. She has more talent than I could ever hope to have. Um, but you know, when getting out, I need needed something to do. I went down there, and uh, Tony was very understanding, and you know, taking guitar lessons now, and. You know, that helps me out because it gives me something to do. And I really like music, so it's something I like. I, again, I'm not talented. I have like zero talent whatsoever. But, you know, Tony's helping me. Like I said, you know, I just want to play a couple of songs here and there. And I have time and the rest of my life to learn how to become proficient at playing the guitar. And so I want to thank Tony Harrison. And if you guys are in the Fayetteville area and... You're thinking about learning how to play an instrument. They're not not limited to guitars and violin, the piano. You know, you can learn to go down there. The sax, drums. It's a great place. I highly recommend them. If you have an opportunity, you should go down there. 
and take some lessons. Also, if you ever have the chance, uh, you should listen to Tony's band, River Mist. Uh, they have a Facebook page. You can just type into Google, the Google machine, uh, River Mist, and they'll pop right up. Um, so I just want everybody out there to know that, hey, you're not alone, okay? Uh, we're going to talk about quite a few different things. We're going to have people come on here to discuss their transition out of the military. And if you let me know what topics you want to talk about, I'll find somebody to come on here and, and, and explain things to you because I'm not ex an expert in anything. Um, but I can find an expert. I can find an expert to, to help you guys out. Uh, one of the last, you know, I, I don't want every episode to be too, too serious um, because it's a little draining. Um, so uh, we're going to have a couple of episodes on here where, one, I, I want to have a discussion about why is it that everybody who leaves the military, uh, one, why is it that people in the military want to grow mustaches, um, specifically mustaches. I know you can't grow a beard, but it seems like every person on Fort Bragg nowadays has a mustache who's in the uniform. And once you leave the military, why is it that everybody wants to grow a Grizzly Adam beard? And if you're too young to know who Grizzly Adam is, it's like maybe you might know who ZZ Top is. And if you don't know who ZZ Top is, then I don't know what you do. I guess just go into Google and check it out. Um, but I, I, I don't understand it, and so I want to get a couple of people on here to explain it and just, yeah, we'll just go from there. And the last topic that I, I'm going to talk about um, right now that I have planned is I want I want to understand like why is it that when people get out of the military uh, they turn into conspiracy theorists? Um, it, I'm hoping I don't turn that way, but I've no, uh, known a few people who have, and I'm just you know they're good people. I I I just don't get it personally. Um, I don't think aliens are coming for me and I don't think the government's coming for me. I'm not all that important or interesting for anybody to come after me. But if you have like comments about it or if you, you know, want to talk about that, then by all means, you know, shoot me an email or, you know, you can post comments and just let me know what you think about this, what you want to talk about. And again, you're not alone out there. We're a community and we're here to help each other. Okay. So I leave you with this, Zadon. If you don't know what that means, that's my gonna be my closeout for every episode. That's a war cry for the mighty uh, ant eaters of UC Irvine. All right, and for my daughter, Roll Tide. All right, talk to you next time.